I wouldn't be me if I ain't get a little nasty. They say all I talk about is sex. How about we just pull over and do it where we at? How about you just lift that skirt up? We can be bad. That place that Welcome, welcome, episode 129 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Uh, we're back. We're back after uh, the championship games in the NFL. Uh, we're going to jump right into that. <clears throat> Where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, let's go Chiefs first. I mean, it's not much to say. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo had a good year. Really good year. Well, did you get to watch all of this game? Yeah. What'd you think? Hey man, your your scouting report of Josh Allen was kind of spot on. <laughs> what? I'm not gonna lie. The whole like you take away Diggs, he's got nothing. Oh yeah. yeah. It it looked it looked blatant like it looked obvious in this game. Every single play they locked Diggs up. He had he didn't know what to do. Looked like a bad quarterback. Yeah, and he he can't like throw it into anyone else's chest uh, on the team. Like no one else gets hit in the numbers except for Diggs. That's just because <laughs> he's the best. Yeah, it, I mean maybe if if Cole Beasley was healthy, maybe it would have been a little bit different. Yeah, but you know. Uh, but again, when you're facing a well-oiled machine. Yeah, and in just... the post game, he was playing with this and that. Yeah, I hate those, man. I really do. I mean, I get it, because, you know, we're athletes. Everyone's played with an injury before. But I always hate that after a loss, oh, by the way, uh, he was playing with a broken leg, you know? Yeah. That's that's kind of weak. But, I mean, yeah, if he was healthy, maybe. But he doesn't even look at anyone else, man. He takes, like, the first four seconds of every play looking at Stefan. <laughs> 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 and then he has yeah. to throw a quick pass to anyone else. And... Dude, he's got a he like he's a mobile quarterback, but I don't like how he can only go right. Oh yeah, That's like true. when he, if he goes left, it's a he can only run. Well, you know he only he only runs opposite of Diggs. <laughs> I noticed that. Too. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Diggs is on the left. He's running to the they're, right. They're really a one-two punch. Yeah, <laughs> they're a he, true meaning of that. He only rolls out to where he can throw it to him to get the <laughs> angle to throw to Diggs. Seriously. If he wasn't there, we wouldn't be talking about Josh Allen. This team would not go on like the – how many games did they win in a row? Like eight or something? Yeah, seven or eight, I think, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened if Diggs wasn't there. And I don't know why other teams don't see it. Double team him. He misses open people. Like, people are wide open that he misses. Yep. Just because, you know, he's looking for Diggs. But Diggs, you saw, you noticed that the few times where it looked like they might come back, it was when Diggs caught those, you know, yep. ridiculous passes down the middle. Uh, so, I don't know if he needs another weapon or, I don't know, it, it just... No one else is saying what I said, though. That's what's kind of weird to me. I thought it was like this was perfect 
expose, you know? Yeah. I, I just think, I don't know about if he needs another weapon, but he definitely needs a little bit more balance with running the ball. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like they ever commit to, ever since Josh Allen got really good, they don't really commit to running the ball very often. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I thought I just thought that could have like settled him down. I think in general it could settle him down and like have him a little bit more out of the play action, so he gets guys just get open better. He has more time, so I just mm-hmm. think it's little football things that could go a long way for him. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Was there any doubt in your mind that the Chiefs are gonna spank him when it was nine nothing? By the way. Because I didn't have a doubt. Yeah, I didn't either. I was like, unless Mahomes gets another weird hit, I'm not, I'm, this doesn't even look close. <laughs> yeah, because they were kind of getting lucky. I mean, they were getting lucky in the beginning, obviously. Right. Yeah. I, I knew, I thought it was going to be second half, but. I did you know, too, yeah. I thought it would take a little bit longer. And that's what I was excited about Buffalo. I was like, man, if the Chiefs take a minute, like, Buffalo should have a chance. I shouldn't say I thought it would take longer, but I thought Buffalo would be in it longer. Like, right. I, I didn't know the second quarter would be over. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought the second quarter would be, like, a close quarter. Right. And then it, it would just, they'd break it out in the second half. But they were coasting the second half, really. They just, do. they have so much fun. Yeah. And they, they, like, people can make mistakes on the Chiefs. Yeah, they can. That's what I really like. And, and we're about to go to a team where that's not the case, clearly. Dude, Hardman is underrated for how fast he is. I know. I mean, Tyreek is ridiculous. I mean, he's, you know, an Olympic track runner speed. Yeah. But Hardman is OD fast, too. Like, that first, um, I think it was the first catch he had after the... You know, he dropped, he had the drop, right? And then he came back and redeemed himself with the touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was ridiculous. I mean, he, he looked like he was as fast as Tyreek to me on that play. Yeah, man, I, I stay forgetting, like, Sammy Watkins is really good, too. Yeah, and he, I mean, they don't even really have him. This, right. That was his first game back, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And all that, you add the uh, Travis Kelsey to that. Kelsey's just stupid good, man. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it enough, but he's ridiculous. He's really, he's, like, like tight ends never fully committed to being receivers. Yeah. He's like a full, he's just a huge receiver. Yeah. And he's so good at it, man. Uh, I think he's, I think he's going to have more of an impact on, like, tight end position changing than even Gronk did. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, cause I I think Gronk is kind of like the product of the chain of his era's change. Right, just and, more passing, more downfield stuff. Yeah, and he blocks a lot more, you know, and he's just just being huge was big, you know, nice for a tight end. At um, I don't, and I'm not sure who started that, but I don't, I'm not sure if it was Gronk. He might be the child of his revolution, and Kelsey's going to be the innovator. Of the next one, for sure. Because he... I don't even know how you find any more like him. Seriously. Dude, he's just always open. Yeah. He's so good at getting open. 
and his catching is crazy. He just and he's hard he, to take down. Yeah, he's such an unsung hero for them. Maybe not un- unsung is not a good way to put it, but he's uh, underrated as as their as the like main. a key guy for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Tampa Bay and Green Bay. This game Battle pissed of me days. off, dude. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me why. I don't know where to start. Uh, you know, Green Bay getting back to the soft shit. We knew that was coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers, dude. I'm sick of it. Of what? I've just, I've always defended him. You know, he's crazy talented. I always like try to rank him above most guys. Uh, but that was, that was a trash performance by him. I don't care that he had touchdowns. I don't care that his like completions look good. That was a trash performance mm-hmm. because this was this was a game. Obviously, it was two star quarterbacks going at it. Tom Brady said, "I'm going to try to win, but I'm not good enough, so I'm going to make an effort to lose this game." <laughs> yeah. While Tom Brady was doing that, what did Aaron Rodgers do? Nothing. Nothing. That's that's what pisses me off more than anything. Like, Tom Brady was trying to end the game, and instead he was giving it to Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers was doing nothing. Yeah, he wasn't taking what was being put right in his hands. Yeah, where are the, like, all of a sudden now it's Matt LaFleur's fault that Aaron Rodgers doesn't take chances. Mm -hmm. Aaron, you can't play safe, like, the rest of your career. Right. Yeah, I just, there were so many times in that second half... Where I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter what they do. Like, Aaron Rodgers should at least move it down the field. Yeah. And they were getting nothing. Nothing. And the crazy thing is, it all looked easy until they had a chance to win the game. Exactly. That's what was blew my mind. Like, the first three quarters, it was like, I'm like, wow, Rodgers is just really kind of doing whatever he wants. Exactly. And then when he needs to do something, it just, he folded to me he folded because he didn't try yeah that was my thing like brady's throwing these picks and i literally at one point like midway through the fourth quarter i'm like aaron i kind of want you to throw a pick (laughs) i just want you to try like a hero play yeah and that really bothered me because it wasn't as much of a quarterback battle as i is like it should have been yeah and Tampa Bay did a good job. You know, they pressured him. Of course, he couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Beside the point. that's We knew that. Yeah. Uh, again, he's mobile. He doesn't want to run it ever now. I, I don't know. I guess he's been hit too many times. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody's seen the, the play where he's got green grass in front of him and he decides to throw it. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, the one where he could have just ran it right to the Yeah, zone. go right. Nobody's there. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he, like, throws it back to the other side or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what really made me mad is immediately after the game, it's Matt LaFleur's fault because he went for a field goal. Did yeah. Did y'all not watch Aaron Rodgers in the red zone look terrible? Yeah. I mean, on that one play, he threw it to someone, like, three yards in front of him. Like, he probably could have ran to where the dude was quicker than the pass was. Dude, he was... This is how I knew 
this is why I didn't get mad at Matt LaFleur for going for a field goal, which in high obviously was a bad decision. I'm not saying it was a good call. You still should trust the quarterback even if he's not playing well. But Aaron Rodgers was one for seven in the red zone with his best target, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Like, to me, I look at the box score, I'm like, shit, I, I don't I don't really want to go for this. I'd rather trust the defense. My defense got me three picks in the last like twelve minutes. So, again, it just it frustrated me that there's all these elements of the Packers when they lose, but it's only Aaron Rodgers when they win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been my biggest qual with Aaron Rodgers. Right, and I'm, well. of course, after the game, he had to remind us that it wasn't his decision to not go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, again, now he's... He does. He doesn't like. He's not sure about his future. It just. I hate it. I'm sick of him not taking bl- us responsibility. I agree. I this agree. Just like this. You losing all these playoff games. You look comfortable losing. Yep. Like, dude, Tom Brady's trying to give you the game. This is like a legacy game for you. Yeah. Like Peyton Manning, literally. Uh moved himself up a couple tiers after beating Brady his last several years. Yep. And you don't even make an effort to win or lose the game. You just let the you just let Tampa Bay close it out. Yeah. That was so it, it frustrating. Like man. You just let Tampa Bay close it out for real. And that's that's why it made me so mad. Yeah, that's kind of been my thing with Rodgers at least the last I'll say 5 years. And and this is me, this is my preference of leadership. Right. I like leaders who just take it on the on their shoulders and just take the L. Like Mike Tomlin doesn't even play, and he takes most of the Steelers' L's for himself. Like he was out there like making all the mistakes. Yeah, and he probably did a great job coaching. Right, and still takes the L's. You know, um, like I said, that's my style of leadership. Kobe was the same way. Um, you know, LeBron at times is the same way. Steph is the same way. Yeah, but even Tom is the same way. I don't, I don't hear a lot of they. Like, they should. your quarterback should never say they in the, about his team. Exactly. He should never say they. Or, uh, you know, it should never be indirect pronouns. It should either be I or we. Like, There's it no pisses other. me off. The The mediocre quarterbacks know that. Yeah. Like, Jared Goff sometimes plays well and takes blame. Yeah. Burrow even knows that. I mean, run one year in, guys know that. Yeah. Cam knows that. And he's, you know, a lot of times it is his fault. But still, <laughs> he recognizes. Right. right. So, so it's like, when Aaron comes and is like, yeah, the guys didn't do this. You know, our defense didn't do this. Yes, yeah, it looks it's so bad, dude. Come on. Rodgers probably didn't even know all the guys on defense names. He he should have no connection with the defense. It's not his job. And the defense played better than the offense. For a lot of the game. Yeah, the money most, time. Yeah, for the most important part of the game. Um, I thought it was bizarre that Rodgers just disappeared in the fourth quarter in my opinion um again yeah. again tom brady is like making an effort throwing the game away yeah tom uh, played please. okay 
please make an effort. I I want to clear cut blame you or give you all the credit. I, why are you leaving it up to other aspects of the team? Crazy thing is, <laughs> crazy thing is, it didn't look like Rodgers knew he was playing Tom Brady to me. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Like, I, I'm quarterbacks can only do so much as far as showing out, but when you know that if you don't do well in this play, Tom is taking it straight to the house. Like you have to know that. Okay, if I don't, if I mess up here. We're losing this game because I know who's who the other quarterback is. Like that's on Rodgers to know that. And the thing is, I didn't see any of that fight in him. I haven't seen it. I mean, it's like the third game where he just blows the game and puts the responsibility on somebody else. I don't third understand is, why. I, I I just don't get why he keeps doing that. I thought the Packers were well coached, in my opinion, in in this game. Yeah, man. I I just. He kind of made it seem after the game like like uh, they need to make roster adjustments. Like, no, you don't. Adjustments. Dude, you're good en- your roster was good enough to be the clear-cut best team coming out the NFC. Yeah. What else do you need? <laughs> right. It's crazy, man. I, it, and you notice, you know, when Rodgers threw the pick... Brady gets a bucket right away. Yeah. Three picks, three. He, Brady gives you three picks, and you do nothing. He didn't score on any of them, did he? I don't think. Okay. I, I know for a fact on two of the two in a row, he literally just got it, gave it back, got it, gave it back. Yeah, I think the one he had a field goal, just one. But it's, I don't know, man. It's weird, and they they call him the goat. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, he's, he, I can't, I can't ever, I can't ever put him above Tom, like, I'm, I'm, I've been the guy to, to kind of put him above Brady just because of his talent. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, man, the leadership, I mean, Brady's the ultimate leader compared to this guy. He is. And Brady's, guys just play harder for him, guys believe in him more. Yeah. And... I don't know, man. I, I was really let down by Aaron Rodgers in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was too. And I, I don't like, I've never liked Rodgers. I think I've said it on here before. As a, as a teammate, I like Rodgers as a player. And I respect him as a great quarterback. But as a teammate, I've never liked Rodgers. And, you know, you know who I had. I had Brady. I don't even really like Brady. But I know who the GOAT is, especially after this one. If you can play bad and still make the other quarterback look bad, like... Yeah, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because when Brady was playing good, it still was really no comparison to me. Yeah. The thing about Brady, anytime he... It's like... Anytime he really wants to score, it, that's what it looks like. It looks easy. Yeah. Like, sometimes it looks like he's just goofing off. I'm like, okay, Brady, like, let's stop, stop playing around. Then when he, when it looks like he needs to score, oh, easy. Yeah. Scotty Miller. Yo, Brady, side note, by the way, I noticed this about halfway through the game. He's been finessing us with, like, this whole, my arm is not that strong anymore thing. Did he say that? Uh, no, he didn't say that, but it's just, like, the way he's been playing for the last, like, year and a half, two years. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it looks like his arm strength is, like, significantly declined. Yeah. 
After yeah. watching these last like three games, it's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. He's still f- flinging it down the field like he's a young guy. Yep. And you know when you when you throw bombs all game, you're gonna throw picks. Yeah. You know Bruce Arians has him like a he Bruce Arians has him playing like a way better Jameis Winston, which obviously he is. I mean, like miles better, but I get what you mean. They're, I will say they're not beating the Chiefs doing that shit. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, they're they're gonna need to lock it in and play a consistent game if they have any shot. One thing that is I think a little bit under underrated about Brady is that Brady can completely change his his game against other teams. Like Brady to me doesn't look like the same player every game. Nah, he looks different every time. Yeah, he adjusts he adjusts to the team a lot. And I think Rodgers pretty much looks the same every game. And maybe that's part of the reason why he can't take it to the next level, to quote Shaq. But uh I don't I don't see it. I don't see it, man. I, I think he's done, honestly. As far as winning. I think it's over. Hey man, let let Jordan Love rock. Can I I wish I really don't want him to win MVP after this game, to be honest. Yeah. He will, but I don't want him to. I agree. If uh Mahomes didn't miss that game or three games, whatever it would Well be. yeah, the last one. Yeah. That was the one that was supposed to separate them. Yeah, he missed it. All right, uh, Super Bowl predictions, Chiefs. Nah, man, I, I, dude, I, I'm zero two with the against <laughs> Brady picks. I can't do it. You gotta go with Brady. I, I have to. I mean, everything in my soul says Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But it, this is just like this is one of those situations where it just you want to count out Brady. <laughs> and I've done it. I've made the mistake so many times. I gotta stop. <laughs> I'm going with Mahomes on this one. I understand. I yeah, understand I mean, you'll probably from. be three for three of the the Tampa Bay game picks, but I understand where you're coming from, though, because Tom is. I mean, he's Tom. Exactly. He is who he is because of how he does in the Super Bowl. But I think Mahomes has the same gene. They have that same winner gene in them. I think Mahomes has the, you know. Younger legs, that's it, really. Yeah. It's not that much difference to me as far as their greatness. Uh, Mahomes just looks like a guy that he just does whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You know, first downs, touchdowns, whatever. Left hand pass, right hand pass, sidearm, behind the back, whatever I need to do. Yeah, he... It always looks easy with him too. Like Brady often looks like he's working hard to to do what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Mahomes never looks like he's he's that guy who'll like he'll he'll participate in a sport for a while with you, but then he's not sweating while you're dead. Yeah. He's that guy. Yeah, he is. You're right. Just making it look easy. Yep. I'm excited, man. This this is I'm happy that these are the two teams we get cuz Tampa Bay like Tampa Bay again is super high high super low lows. And they're um, at home by the way. Right. Which I mean I'm not 
that doesn't really do much for me with everything going on. Florida's open though. Yeah, but the atmosphere is not going to be like you know normal. Yeah. Normal but... packed. If this was a normal year, oh my god, huge advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that it matters with, like I said, a well-oiled machine as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just Tampa Bay makes games so exciting. They do. And I love that's one thing I love about them. And it's kind of cool that they don't have like uh, Tom doesn't really have a go-to receiver for them. That's that's what their problem was the first half of the year, I think. And I like it now. I think it looks good for them now. Yeah, but but I mean like. The first half of the year, Brady was trying to figure out, like, should Gronk be my guy? Should oh, Mike yeah. Evans be my guy? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like like he was trying too hard to distribute the ball. Yeah. Uh, but now, now in the playoffs, he's just finding guys. Yeah. And you it, can't lock in on anybody, so it, it just makes them that much better. Yeah, it makes them that much dangerous, more dangerous. All right. Uh... Yeah, so I got Chiefs, you got Bucks. So we'll see what happens. We got another week, obviously, to talk about it. But anyway. yeah, we'll see if there's any like injury updates or uh, any like random news that comes out. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, first of all, I want to dedicate this podcast to the legend uh, Seku Smith that uh, passed away. Great NBA analyst, great NBA journalist, and you know I consider us NBA analysts. And um, he's a great basketball mind, man. Absolutely, and indirectly he's someone I look up to. You know, I don't know him. Yeah. I didn't know him, and I didn't read that many of his articles. But the way he talked about it is just so- someone that obviously influences us. So, um, yeah, man, I used to read so many of his articles on it. Like I used to have the NBA TV app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and I hated the app because it was so glitchy and terrible, but mm-hmm. he, he was a guy, man, his articles always kind of gave me a perspective I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I, I used to love about his, his stuff, man, his journalism specifically. I, I loved it too. You know, uh. Rachel Nichols said that he would ask that one extra question that would take his yeah, journalism man. to the next level, and you can you can see that in his writings and yep. how he talked about it. I mean, he just a passionate, passionate guy, passionate sports uh, figure. So this podcast is dedicated to him. All right, right into it, man. Ten straight games with forty points and a loss. 10 straight how do you get <laughs> how do you lose 10 straight games in which you get 40 points oh you threw me off for a second i, I didn't okay <laughs> oh right into it <laughs> yeah the last 10 straight games that last 10 games beal has had 40 points L's, all of them <laughs> i don't know where to start with this Take the floor. It's your home. Yeah, and uh, I think I, m- I mentioned a number of weeks ago that I was going to be watching a ton of Wizards games this year. That's not happening. You done? 
I'm done. I, I can't do it. I, I said their defense is bad. It's it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, like every every team that struggles offensively, the Pelicans were struggling offensively. They walk into DC and immediately figure it out. Yeah. I just I, I've had enough. And and that's that kind of is the crux of the problem with Beal getting all these buckets and taking L's. Yeah. Uh, I just this team is not committed to playing winning basketball. Yeah, and I don't understand. Like Scott Brooks, whether he's a trash coach or not, he is a trash coach, but he should know at least enough. Like, yo, we're not stopping anybody. Mm-hmm. And there's no adjustment. This team randomly goes small. Again, why are you going small when you can't get stops? Now Ish Smith got to guard six five guys, so you you can't get stops. So you're putting your players in a position to be a mismatch. Yep. For the other team. Yep. And, and it's disgusting, man. Their play style is, they play this like fast play, like up and back. Again, you can't play like that if you're not defending anybody. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like there's there's not enough basketball wisdom in the DC organization. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It just looks stupid. I, I mean, come on. How many rosters would play Raul Neto and Ish Smith at the same time? None. None. You're right. None. But yeah. this was an active strategy that we made an effort to put out there. It wasn't like, you know, guys missed time, so Raul Neto and Ish Smith got to get in there. Right. That was an active strategy that that Scott Brooks decided to put out there. Yep. And, and you mix that up with, okay, you know, these guys aren't, again, neither of those guys are trash. Ish Smith can't guard anybody, which is fine. Because he's an energetic bench guard. That's okay. Right. Raul Neto is not athletic enough to guard anybody. Understandable. He's a high IQ player. That's fine. Right. What do you do for that? Oh, oh, let's let's throw out another point guard, but without IQ. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Great idea, Scott. <laughs> or, or, here we go, here we go. This is good coaching. Let me throw out my rookie out there. Yeah. Right, we can't get stops. We can't get good shots. Maybe the rookie who we haven't given a clear role to will figure it out. <laughs> Great coaching, Scott. Good idea. Yeah. Oh, oh, Tom, Tom, Thomas Bryant is out for the year. Well, Robin Lopez is great. Let's just play him a ton of minutes. <laughs> who, who else do you guys have at the five? Nobody. Uh, but that's beside the point. I don't care. Like, I'm sure, uh, I think Schofield is still there. Admiral, yeah. But he's uh, only like 6'7", right? Yeah, Rui, Bertans. Like, there's ways you go small. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's certain ways you can do things as that with that roster. And Scott Brooks makes the wrong choice in every turn. I agree. Rui I mean, definitely th- can play the five. I 100%. Successfully, yeah. And it's gotten to the point where, like, people who barely care about basketball are asking me why is Scott Brooks still employed. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I've i seen a lot of Instagram and Twitter pages 
saying fire Scott Brooks. Dude, I got my I'm coaching ninth graders right now and they're telling me Scott Brooks gotta go. <laughs> yeah, man. It's bad. I, it's so bad. It just again we talk about this all the time. When everything is wrong, I look at coaching. Yeah, everything is wrong. And everything is wrong. Beal Beal is either gonna get worn out or he's just gonna throw away the peak of his career. I mean, you got other teams that would die to have two all-stars on the team. Okay, th- that's another thing that needs to stop. <laughs> what? There's no two all-stars on the team, okay? <laughs> that ship has sailed. Westbrook is washed? Washed. What do you think washed Westbrook, exactly? What do you mean? Like, what specifically messed up his game? Yeah, well... Like, when was the moment that he became washed? Was it playing with Harden? Uh, it was It was the, the Lakers series last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Again, again, that Lakers series, he rushed off an injury. Maybe he didn't rush, but mm-hmm. he hustled off an injury. Uh-huh. Again, now he missed. He was playing not great, but not, like, completely awful. The first five, six games. Yeah. He misses time for the wrist. Seems to have rushed back. Yeah. And now he looks like he doesn't know how to play basketball. Yeah. This is what, again, we talked about this prior to the season starting. I tried to be optimistic and say, no way Russ can be that bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's gotten worse. (laughs) Yeah. Like, dude, you're a guard. Why do you look like you're not good at dribbling the ball? <laughs> yeah. It it blows me. Dude, you lose the ball like you're a big man trying to, like, weave through cones. Yeah. It's just so disgusting, man. There's so many. I can rant about this team for, for an hour. How Bertans just comes in and thinks I could shoot anything I want. He does have the green light. <laughs> I mean, my God, even Duncan Robinson pump fakes from time to time. You guys are starting Jordan Bell? <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. We signed Jordan Bell. <laughs> and my friends, and my friends, I told my friends, like, yo, I know we're not trash enough to sign Jordan Bell. Why does Jordan Bell out-rebound Robin Lopez? And out-assist. <laughs> he out-assist oh, Westbrook in play. I just He's second in assists on the team. Again, this is part of the problem. You you playing like you got two all stars, like Russ. How are you coming off injuries, not using any basketball IQ? How does that happen? I really thought you guys were missing more than just Bryant. Oh, I mean you are now, but I mean like the whole season. I really thought there was someone else missing. It's because it looks so bad. <laughs> it just feels like we're missing shit constantly. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Jordan Bell is in the starting lineup. That's wild. I'm just like, dude, Scott Brooks is not a, like a new guy. Well, okay. Let, let's get to the let's get to the big the big question. Is this Beal's fault or no? Is this Bradley Beal's fault? I mean, can Hell Bradley no. Beal save this team? I mean, we see, we're seeing that the answer is no. Okay, let me ask you this then. Can this team be salvaged with Bradley Beal on the team? 
Yes, I think it could be salvaged. Okay. But but do but, I think it's going to happen? No. Caveat the caveat is you can't get rid of Westbrook though. Oh, no, no, no. I take it back. Never mind. Can yeah, I'm not I'm saying that cuz you know, you guys just got him. So I wouldn't think he would be traded that quick. I mean, that that just doesn't happen often. So keeping Westbrook can the team be salvaged? No. Okay. No, when you got a your second or third option consistently makes bad decisions, you know, I mean, imagine if imagine if Middleton didn't have basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Anthony Davis didn't have basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Just go down the list. Imagine if Paul George didn't have basketball IQ. Yeah. That's what you're seeing in DC. Gotcha. And it, it, again, the time, like you're not a rookie, you're not a five the five year player. You, you have a decade of league experience. The worst part about all those things you said, Westbrook is the only point guard at all of those. Exactly. Like Anthony Davis doesn't need IQ to still be effective because he's and, and he doesn't really have that high of an IQ to be fair. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But he doesn't need it. He's, he's right. Yeah, with Westbrook, he needs it and doesn't have it. So I'm with you, man. Uh, okay, we got to do it then. Trade yeah. destinations. Uh, I mean, dude, Milwaukee would be so lit. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, well, let me let me put it this way. I don't like it for Beal. I think Milwaukee would be good, but I don't know how much Beal you get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. Is, I mean, Beal. Is it gonna be a Ray? Is it gonna be a Paul George situation where Beal goes there and is Ray Allen? Because then we're like, why? Why do you have Beal going there to only take? you know, 12 shots a game or 10 shots a game. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not really, if he goes to a contender, I'm assuming his production's gonna, like, drastically decrease. I think there's a few contenders he can go to and not decrease. Well. No way. The Bucks is like a super contender, though. Like, the Bucks are. Like, top five. Yeah. I think the, I think five to eight of the contenders like the Nuggets, I think him on the Nuggets would be fire. But they would probably have to sacrifice even more depth. Uh, you keep if you keep if you keep Murray, Jokic, Porter Jr. I don't care who else goes for Beal, because no one, no other two players score more than Beal does. Or do yeah, anything else that hypothetically does. it sounds good, but I need that like seventh, eighth, ninth guy to be productive. <laughs> Can Fazzo better step up? <laughs> Hartenstein, Hart he got to step up too. Yeah, he got to step his game up. That's all it is. Hey man, all I'll say is uh, ask Boston what it's like to to go only six deep. Right. So I I just think. I just don't know with with Murray having to take so many tough shots. Yeah. And like they haven't shown me that again, they haven't been able to use Gary Harris at all. Yeah. And, and I just obviously Beal is an upgrade, but if you can't use a productive role player at shooting guard, you're going to limit Beal. Well, I I think it makes Murray take less tough shots and it makes 
I mean, Beale is just a. I mean, Harris is good, but Beal is just such a bigger threat. Like, you may have to double. You'll never, ever have to double Harris in no You're right. No situation. But you may have to double Beal sometimes. And then, you know, you got Jokic is going to find. It's easier to find Beal than it is to find Harris. What about? I'll give you a really good destination. What about Toronto? No. He'd be doing the same thing he's doing now. 40 point games and taking L's. Stop, stop. Well, who do they, they have to give up? They have to give up one of their best players. First of all, uh, Siakam could go or Van Fleet. That's fine. I'll, I'll throw in Van Fleet and uh, OG. Nice. That might be a bit excessive. Maybe uh, I'll throw in Norman Powell. He's been balling. You guys already took Alex Lynn from them. <laughs> I saw Alex Lynn on the court yesterday and just died laughing. <laughs> right. You said Powell and Van Vliet. Come on, yeah, man. You're maybe a another fan. Like, you know maybe you guys a draft are. pick and or another like bench guy. I was going to say, you know you guys aren't taking that nonsense. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you know, you, you're talking about the team that signed Jordan Bell and Alex Lynn, so we might. No, that's nuts. If they took Van Vliet... No, I don't. I'd be surprised if they trade Van Vliet. It just gave him, you know, the farm. Yeah, and and Toronto, dude, you got to stop. Toronto's getting back to five hundred. You're acting like they're like falling apart, just like DC. All I said, all I said was they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> I didn't say anything further than that. I still don't think they're making the playoffs. Okay, I th- I think they will. I think they're gonna sneak in there as a bottom four seed. You know, Toronto beats the teams they're supposed to beat. And kind of loses to everybody else. That's a, that's all it is to me. Yeah, they beat the Kings. Who hasn't? They beat the Hornets. You know, they they snuck by the Mavericks. They beat the Heat. The Heat are trash. Uh, they snuck by the Pacers. Close game. And they lost everybody else. And the Pacers came back and beat them. The Heat came back. The Heat beat them. Bucks blew them out. You know, I think they... If you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, that's that's one thing. But you know they got to be able to beat the playoff teams. And I think this is one of the most competitive years I've ever seen. By the way, even with the COVID um, issues. Yeah. Not. I I don't know. I don't know. I think the well. My point is about Beal. If you trade Van Vliet and Powell, Powell just had like 25 for them last game. You're losing. 30 points that Beal has to make up somehow. Not just him alone making 30 points, but the team has to come back with the, you know, a good average that they're missing. Yeah, but Beal opens up guys. Van Fleet doesn't do that. No. You don't think Not as much as Beal. Yeah, I guess not. I I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I I would be interested in it, but I don't I don't want it this year. I just it gives them a dy- really it gives them the dynamic scoring that they've pretty much never had. That's true. That's and, true. And I think I think they have enough smart players on the roster that they could kind of transition similar to what San Antonio did in the like the mid late 2000s where they went from a defensive first team to kind of a more more modern scoring team. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're not. They can't do it as successfully as San Antonio did. Uh, but 
I think it's a step in a, in the right direction for them. Mm-hmm. I think it could be at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's what, fair to say. what about Miami though? They got they got trade pieces. Apparently they're trash. They are. I wasn't aware. <laughs> and I disagree, but okay. They're 35% this year. They're 6 and 11. I know they're missing a bunch of guys, but they look bad to me, man. I haven't seen them play well yet. In the games they win, I haven't liked how they won the games. But I I'm, I think I've only seen them full strength once. Yeah, I saw them uh I saw them the second time against Milwaukee after they got demolished. Mhm. Uh that was the most recent time. Oh yeah, I saw Bam turn up against the Nets. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but they're, you know what they're doing? They are trend, and Denver, I think, is in the same risk. They're not transitioning to their star player ascending well. Yeah, I, I get that. Because Bam is doing exactly what I said after the season. Like, yo, he's he's only going to get better. Yeah, and he is getting better. And he's taking right. the next step. Yeah, the mid-range package is starting to get there. His dribble package is getting way better. Mm-hmm. He could like dominate the offense and create good shots for other people more consistently. Mm-hmm. But now, now I look at their rotation, and I'm like, I start to question like why guys are out there. Yeah, uh, I didn't think Avery Bradley would be a downgrade. He's been a downgrade from Crowder. From Crowder. Yeah, I agree. Huge downgrade. I agree. Avery uh, Bradley is one of those guys that struggles being a quick scorer. Like, yes. He'll get the ball and he'll have it for way too long. Like, Bradley, we just needed you to take that one shot you had. But no, yep. he has to take, you know, six dribbles, six It's surprising to six, me because he did it so well for the Lakers. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, uh, but I just think, like... As I said, Tyler Harrow being a point, they're starting to like go away from it. Yeah. Again, I said either commit to it or stop it now. Right. They're not. They're getting away from it, but they don't want to stop it. Yeah, and I, I don't understand why not. That's hurting them. I think Dragic is Dragic is slowly aging. He's not quite as like bench dominant as he could be. Mm-hmm. And again, they're not handling that well. Like they they don't have a good balance of. Let's move the ball or let's play through Bam. Mm-hmm. And, and this is like so far, this has been a year where Jimmy Butler can't just relax. And he's doing it. And he's doing exactly that. And it's, uh, I don't know if they're giving him some extra time just because he carried them through the playoffs or whatever, but Miami just doesn't have any urgency. I agree. That Well, that's probably my biggest takeaway from them i just don't see them trying to win games sometimes exactly like toronto toronto is clearly like busting their ass to become a decent team again (laughs) yeah i agree with that uh and i don't see that for miami and and the the worry part for me is other eastern teams are getting better all of them are getting better pretty much all of them except dc yeah in detroit yeah yeah detroit as well but detroit's another team who competes very well Oh yeah, yeah. They, I mean, Jeremy Grant keeps them in a lot of games, in close games. Right. Hornets compete well. 
um, you know. What about, what about some West teams for Beal though? Um, I think I would be intrigued by Memphis. I don't know what they can give up for him, but I think Beal and Morant is a is an interesting uh, backcourt. I don't know if I. I mean, it doesn't make them any like too much better, but I would be interested to see it. But you know, I, I a sleeper for me is. I want to say the Mavericks, but that's like too obvious. Yeah, that's not a sleeper. The sleeper to me is the Jazz. And they're on fire right now. But I they look like a team that can play really good in the regular season, but this team yes. as currently constructed in the playoffs, I don't see I don't see it. They they're not beating they're not beating the Lakers. Uh so far as far as the West is set up, I don't see them beating any of the teams except for Memphis. I think the Spurs might be too deep for them. I think they could beat the Clippers. Oh no, I don't think they could beat the Clippers. Hey, but speaking maybe. of speaking of winning, fooling like people, the Clippers winning right now is is fool's gold. It is, it is because they haven't even been full strength a lot of games, and it, they still don't still doesn't look good. Clearly, I I just feel bad. I like Utah. It sounds great. Yeah. But Utah's this has this weird feel that every time they miss a key guy, even if it's like a fourth or fifth guy, yeah, they they look significantly worse. Yeah, they do. And, and to me, obviously, getting Beal, you're gonna lose. You know, Ingles is the obvious one, but you'll probably lose another key guy, if I, not two key guys. They're a team too. If I keep, if I keep Clarkson, Mitchell, and Rudy. I don't really care who else goes. I'd like to keep Conley. Uh, he could go. Yeah. And he's and he's kind of... I'm happy that he's gotten back to playing well. I have too, but... Yeah, he can go. I, I like Donovan at the point, honestly. But I wouldn't want that with Beal necessarily. But Beal and Donovan together? I like it. I, I would like it. I think they would be scary. Um, especially in the playoffs. <laughs> I really want to see Beal with a defensive center. Yeah, me too. Uh, so I, I, th- I do think there's a lot of a lot of upside to that. Obviously, that's a cool move. But you know, and the thing is, the Jazz just have a lot of guys that play well that they could just let go. Basically, their whole bench, other than Clarkson. Yeah, I man. I, all expendable. Clark, I, Clarkson, man. He, I like how he got paid a lot, and I still feel like he's underpaid. Yeah. He just he just really gets buckets. He does. I mean, I I can just imagine having Beal and Donovan on the court, on your two wings is just it would be a nightmare. It give again at the very least it gives them an offensive dynamic that I feel like they've been desperate for for three four years. I agree. It's just they only have one threat, and the thing is, I don't like necessarily how Clarkson and um, Donovan look on the court at the same time but I know Beal and Donovan are like you know without how Donovan plays their their tools are very similar you know they move the ball well they're right. playmakers they're, they take over when they like feel it yeah so I mean that that would be my 
probably most intriguing. And then the obvious is CJ McCollum for Beal, straight up. I'd do it. I'd make the call right nah. now, honestly. Nah. Does doesn't fix doesn't fix the play style issues. Oh no. That's coaching for both teams. But but it's it's something that it would give you guys a different look to work with. And then, you know, maybe maybe the adjustments are different when you have different guys. I think Stotts is like run out of run out of tricks. Like he he's followed through his whole bag of tricks and is empty. And like now he's just going with whatever they got. I just feel like he still tries to work around the nucleus of Beal, I mean of uh, McCollum and Dame, and it's just not it. And maybe that just has to change. And I love him, but I think Beal and Dame would be stupid too. Stupid fire. Oh, that's complete facts. And I think McCollum would be good for you guys. I'd like to see McCollum with his own team for once. I mean, yeah, it would be, I would be happy that we didn't like just, just, you know, give up Beal for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which again is something I could see DC doing, just throwing away Beal for some picks Mm -hmm. uh, because they draft so well. Uh, Anyway, um, you know, Portland to me, I'm just, I've had enough of the roster adjustments for Portland. I've had enough. Now is the real adjustments that needs to happen. It's yeah, it's time for the game adjustments. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and to me, same thing. You know, there's a lot of teams that fall into that. Milwaukee's obviously another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I don't want to. I don't want Beal to go to a flawed play style. Yeah. And Portland is to me the the pinnacle of flawed play style. How do you feel about Memphis? Memphis would be exciting, man. It, it, it kind of vaults them into this like really exciting up and coming team. Yeah. It's just they would become desperate for depth at that point. I think they would be a team that would give up a lot of picks. Yeah, that would be good. I, I um try to keep I just, most of their guys. You probably get Grayson Allen and Dylan Brooks in three picks. Yeah, I just really want to see Jaron Jackson back for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard to really judge what they would look like without him. Yeah. It's similar to Dallas uh, with KP. Mm-hmm. But obviously it would be exciting. Him and Morant and just working together. Yeah. It would be almost uh, like him and Wall at the right, peaks. Right. Exactly. Let me ask you this. Uh, I heard this floating around. Um, you think Beal and Levine can play together? In Chicago? You know, last year I would have been like, fuck no. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, but Levine in, in Chicago hasn't really looked very good. Again, come, competitive, though, which I like. Yeah, and they, they've kind of come back from their really bad start. Yeah. Um, you know, having a number of Wizards games will help you do that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Levine, Levine has become a much improved playmaker. Yeah, yes. Uh he's he's doing a good job of like using sets that are built for him yeah. to get other guys shots. Yeah. And that was one thing I was getting nervous that we were never going to see him do. Mhm. Uh but I think that now that he's kind of developing that, you put like a top-tier weapon with him. And Beal has got a lot of that too where Beal's obviously not a point guard, but he can 
be a playmaker. Yeah. Uh, and I think they would bounce off each other very well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Beal would be back with Billy Donovan, obviously. Yeah. The one who recruited him. Uh, a good coach. Yeah, a good coach. And I think Chicago would have depth, would still have depth even with the trade and, you know, probably picks. But Yeah, they got a lot of pieces that they could play, like, move around and make things happen with. Yeah, they do. They do. Too many, obviously. Every time I watch them, I feel like either certain guys don't play enough or certain guys play too much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last one, Kings, Beal no. and Fox. No, no, I don't like it either. It really is Wall and Beal again, and in a bad way, not in a good way. I, I, no player I like, I would want to send to the Kings. I don't even want to send player. I wouldn't. I I don't like Kawhi Leonard, and I wouldn't send him to the Kings. The Kings, their player development is just. I don't understand. Abysmal. They need is Vadi Divac still the head of player development or Peja? I don't know. One of them, man. And it's not They good. they make every coach they've ever had look bad. I know, and they had great like, I mean George Carl even looked bad for them. Yep. Yeah. Alright. Moving on. What else we got in the NBA? I don't like what I'm seeing from Milwaukee, man. No. Uh, Greek Freak's free throw shooting is getting worse. Yeah, it is, man. Like, he's taking longer and longer. Basketball 101, if you're a trash free throw shooter, you never want to lengthen your routine. <laughs> he had two violations last game, right? Yes. And I think it, I've only seen that once ever. And I've seen, I've seen guys who, like, like LeBron, who has kind of like cold stretches. Russ is another guy. Like they, they think they need to like slow down their breathing more. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that doesn't. That's not a, a a fixable solution for everybody. Right. Uh, and to me, for some, for a lot of guys, I think the problem is you give yourself more of an opportunity to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I almost want him to just cut out the like cradle the ball and take a sigh then take a couple dribbles then roll the ball like dude dribble maybe another dribble go right into it yeah i don't understand you're missing him anyway who cares <laughs> right <clears throat> why are we like you're you're fucking up the 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 kind of flow of the game by taking longer to even shoot the damn free throws yeah um and that's something like they they're not working around it at all Mm-hmm. Uh, and that to me is very concerning. Middleton still being the like the primary option is is very concerning to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Holiday, I guess, came in there as a pure isolation threat, which is a mistake. Just stupid. Yeah. Uh, and their rotation, while it has improved again, enough of the roster upgrades. Yeah. You're good enough. You were good enough two years ago. Yeah. You know, do I like DiVincenzo starting? Eh, not yet. Mm-hmm. But can you give him more opportunities now so we can know come playoff time if he's a good, if he fits? Right. It, it like, is like one of those where I'm I'm watching it and I'm not sure exactly what I'm watching. Right. Him. Sometimes, sometimes he gets to dribble. Other games, he's just a spot-up shooter. Yep. 
some games he's expected to defend. Like, there's no consistency, and this has been the problem. All their role players are extremely limited because of the play style. Yes. DJ Augustine, a great backup guard. He's just out there to to feed guys. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, Bobby Portis is a rebound machine, you know, a hustle bucket guy. You put him out there to just clean up for for your star players. Just get garbage buckets, yeah. Right. And, and Brooke Lo- I mean, the Brook Lopez shot selection. Is, I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bud, when are we going to reel it in? Right. Uh, dude, he's multiple feet behind the line. He's not open, and he's still taking them. Yeah. Like, often. And no one is in the paint a lot of times. Right. This is my problem. Everybody's either... You either come out there for defense, or you come out there to spread the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, not every not every role player is is just just gets put in games to spread the floor. Right. And that's what Milwaukee makes it seem like. And um, they bring Forbes in, and he just runs around the court. He pulls an Allen Crab. He's just running around in circles. Gets the yeah, ball, but like, gives it back. Yeah. Runs around, gets the ball, gives it back. Exactly, it's so bad. Like, why are you? You're getting Divincenzo good open shots, but you can't do that for Brent Forbes, an actual shooter. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Uh, there are too many shots off, in my opinion. <laughs> but I'm a hater. Tori Craig it just, doesn't. It play. starts with Greek Freak, man. It is. It starts with Greek Freak, and there's no adjustment to his game. None. Dude, it, I know they won't do this, but if Greek Freak like said he was leaving and they traded him, they probably would go straight to the finals for whatever with whatever they got for him. It wouldn't even matter. It's crazy that like you you sound very right. <laughs> like, really, if they get three or four just you know top eight guys. Top eight on a roster, guys. They they'd be elite. Like they I've have never, everything. I've never seen somebody kill good offensive momentum as easily as Greek Freak does it. Yeah. Like this whole, I need the ball to create shots. I don't ever want you to create, <laughs> unless it's in transition or on the block or you know something paint oriented. Yeah. I don't want you to create. But again, the problem is they let him dominate the paint. What does that mean? That means come playoff time, he's shooting 15, 20 free throws. Yep. My guy's going one for 10. Yep. It's bad, man. It's bad. And they continue to encourage him to take threes. Why? I'd rather Middleton shoot a couple extra bad ones. Yeah. I'm Just because like, he goes two for five. And then thinks, oh, I made the defense pay. Yeah. Like, dude, that's not... I don't want to see that <laughs> shit come playoff time. And I also hate when he misses, like, four easy shots. And then the fifth one is, like, a dunk on four people. And he's acting like he's playing well. Yes. Like, dude, we just saw the last four possessions. You blew easy layups. You missed two free throws. You shot an air ball three. The dunk doesn't make up for that. Dude, he he thinks he's playing well when he's drawing fouls. He'll like he'll like walk around extra swole, take those like deep breaths, like he's dominating. Like, dude, you're walking to the line and selling these free throws constantly. 
Yeah. I love how Ben Simmons just hates getting fouled. <laughs> yeah. I love how he avoids getting fouled at all costs because he knows. Like yeah. he knows if I get fouled, I have to make the bucket. Yes. And that and that is something Philly's gonna have to deal with, you know, come playoff time. Yeah, but it shows maturity that he knows, you know, he knows what he his strengths. Greek Freak is shooting fifty eight percent from the free throw line this year. That's it, it doesn't look like it's getting better either. And, and I think fifty eight sounds generous from what I've seen. It hasn't look it's looked worse. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean they should take more percentage points off for airball. I mean, yo, yo, if you know, assuming they're gonna be a one to three seed, if I'm if I'm, you know, let's just say I'm the eighth seed, I'm hacking Greek Freak every night. Oh yeah. Start start someone, you know, Start someone way down on your bench, just the right. biggest guy off the bench, and just you know get him out of there. Like, yep. I think uh, I think you guys did it with Jan Mahimi one time. I, f- I forgot who it was. They just brought Mahimi in there just to beat up the other. I think might have been Dwight, maybe. They just maybe. brought Mahimi in there just to beat up the other guy, and it worked. <laughs> yeah. And he fouled out every game, but you know you guys. That's okay. Good. And my thing is, I just, again, they're going to fall back into the same problems they've had the last two playoff runs. Mm-hmm. And I like, like, Drew Holiday is a really good player, but you brought him in as if you don't know his game. They did, yeah. And that, to me, is very concerning. And I, I can't even really picture a way of them, like, figuring it out. And I hate when they leave Drew Holiday in there with like, with nobody and expect right. him to excel. Like he's a complimentary guy. He's not a star. Like Bledsoe was better at that, even though it didn't work well for the team. He was better at just give it to Bledsoe, and you know we could have a bunch of garbage guys, and Bledsoe's gonna attack every time down yes. court, and that's fine. You I agree by that, but. Um, Holiday can't be out there with DiVincenzo, Connaughton, Lopez, and DJ Wilson. It doesn't work. Oh, oh, before I forget, Mike, Budenholzer, this whole idea that, like, Pat is good enough to be your sixth man, (laughs) stop it now. Yeah. (laughs) Stop it now. If I look at another box score, if I've watched another game and Pat comes off the bench first and he plays the most minutes off the bench, I'm going to be sick. That's why I just said he gets way too many shots off. Insanity. He gets that many shots off. You added, dude, how do you add DJ Augustine and Bobby Portis and you say, hey, Pat, this is your show. And Forbes. And Forbes. And Pat takes more threes a game than Forbes. Yo, Pat is out there. He's like Patrick Beverly, bro. He's just like a hustle rebounder. Yeah. He just doesn't give you the, like, physical defense. Right. He gets smoked on defense a lot of times. So does, <laughs> it's bad, and, dude. So does, like, DiVincenzo plays good, like, pest, uh, you know, yeah, chase. But the, he's not a stay in front guy. Exactly. He chases the shooters around the picks well. But as soon as it's one-on-one, it's over. He gets blasted by. This is what I didn't like in in New Orleans with Drew Holiday is like, but I understood it because the team wasn't as good. Yeah. Drew, why why do you ask? You're a contender before Drew Holiday walks in the door. Mm-hmm. 
Why does he have to be an all-star at both ends? Right. He was like, he has to, to be... dominate defensively. I, I don't understand why. Right. He was... To me, like, he just should have made up the defense... Well, made up the control on offense from Bledsoe. Yes. Because, like, I... Bledsoe plays good defense, just not as consistent as Holiday. But, you right. know, any given moment, Bledsoe may play just as good of defense. I mean, he was all defense. So, like, the defense wasn't going to change that much. But you were supposed to get more control on offense, and you lost control. Now it looks like he just comes up there and hands it to um, Greek Freak, and he's invisible for the rest of the play a lot of times. Yeah. And they got to... The only path for them to, like, find a solution, which I don't even know what it is, uh-huh. is there has to be some kind of... Uh, approach to Greek Freak to adjust his game. I agree. And it's starting to look like nobody in the organization has the balls to tell him, like, yo, I love your development, but you have to make a drastic change to, like, to fit our championship aspirations. Yes. And I hope they could do that before it's too late because I don't want to see another playoff run and then he's now he's going to start blaming the team. Yep. Because that's coming. Give it another two, three years of playoff exits, and Greek Freak's going to be like, yo, I've done everything I can. We're just not good enough. Yeah. It's coming, because he's seeing it happen around the league. Yeah. I tell you what, man. Uh, quick shift. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston might be my favorite team in the league. It's a bold statement, but I like it. I love them, man. I love their roster. Uh, Wall looks great. Cousins is getting his numbers. I mean, he's not all the way there yet. I like how they're easing him. Like, they ease him in the game, and yet he still gives you 20 and 15 and, like, you know, still hitting four threes and still looking like the best center on the court a lot of the games. Yeah, he he pops out out of pick and rolls a bit too much, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it if he goes, you know, five for eight from the three. Like right. now, if he goes, you know, if he's not making the three, then okay, you know, enough. But right. they got the guys Old Depot and Wall. You know, you got to be out the paint because they're they're coming, they're attacking. And they look good, man. I I really like how they look. I like how they uh, rotate on D a lot of times. And they just look like they have so many threats on the team. And they don't even yeah, use man. them all every night. It's crazy. You know, I just hope they give this team, like, a decent amount of time to, to work together. Yeah. Because this, unfortunately, because of Houston being forced to make all these kind of moves they maybe weren't, it like, weren't planning to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, after this season, especially if it doesn't go as well as they would like... They're going to, like, abandon it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I completely yeah. agree. But new new GM, don't forget that. Yeah. I, I just want this, this three that they got and this kind of slight depth that they're progressing with. Yeah. I, I, I want to give it another year after this season. I'm with you. I'm completely with you. Uh, because I just... Again, Cousins needs that full year back. Wall needs that year back. Uh, Oladipo needs that year in like a different environment. Yeah. 
and, and I just think next year, man, I, this team has an opportunity to take off. <laughs> they really do, man. Sterling Brown is like one man's trash, another team's treasure. Yeah. Like he's a hustle machine. Yep. Hitting threes from everywhere. Um, McLemore is knocking down threes. I mean, it just down. McLemore has really become like a full fledged sniper. He has. This team just has so many threats, and like, um, coach, brand new coach, like he can't even um, keep track of all of them. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, well, why isn't McLemore in there? Oh wait, they're already eight deep. Yes. And, uh, they look good. I do think that they need to learn Oladipo. I think Oladipo is probably the hardest player to learn how to play with on this team because he's so unpredictable and, okay, is he going to be a point guard for this quarter? Is he going to attack this quarter? It's more just him. Huh? It's more of just, I don't want to call it a knock, but it's more of just like a frustration with the kind of player he chooses to be on any given night. It is. It is. And that's why I say is it's hard to adjust to playing with him because yeah. who are you playing with? You never know. Uh, Wall is still coming full speed and no one can stop him. And defensively, they're pretty... I won't say they're elite, but they have potential to be elite. All these guards, you know, I'm, you know, they're playing Portland tonight and they have the guards that can chase the Portland guards around. Hey, man, I, I love what Houston's doing. I really do. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. And Silas is doing a pretty good job. First year with all these guys, he has to figure out how to play. You know, guys have to play with each other. He has to adjust to them. He's never coached any of these guys before. But all never these guys cl- clearly bought in. That's that's one thing I really love about them. Yeah. Is maybe it's the Harden situation, or or maybe it's like because a lot of these guys are coming, you know, from situations where they were given up on or doubted. Yeah. Uh, but this team has the right energy, the right approach. I, I really like what they're doing. And I hope Tucker and House, the guys, the leftovers from that team. I hope they give it another year, give it a yeah. full year. Uh, not only the the administration. I hope they do. Um, yeah, they they got to reward Tucker, man. I, I I know he's been having contract problems with them. Yeah, uh, he's he's earned you know a, a solid paycheck. He has. Uh, I know he's getting up there. He's like what thirty five, thirty six. Yeah, he's up there. He's uh, up there. but he's he's a guy who his physicality alone, you know, could keep him finding a job. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, you uh, you've been seeing the Lakers games? Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold off on that. Brooklyn. Let's get back to Brooklyn one more time. Oh, yeah. Weekly Brooklyn check-in. Weekly Kyrie issue. Did you see Kyrie? Oh, no. There's something else? Man, there's something crazy every week. No way, bro. No, I mean, this isn't that crazy. Okay, okay. This COVID protocols now right oh the jersey thing what were you doing Kyrie he's a cloud dude Mike they played them back to back they were playing the next night what do you need his jersey for now you play tomorrow in Miami just 
like you're going to see him tomorrow. Why do you need the jersey on the court, his sweaty jersey on the court? You need him to, you know, strip with the COVID protocols on the court when you can't just say, yo, man, just bring it to my hotel tonight. Exactly. Just bring it to my hotel tomorrow. That was my first thought. I'm like, dude, y'all got to sneak this shit in after the game now? It's a back-to-back. <laughs> They're with each other for two days. Like, now, I would get it if it was, like, the last game they played each other this year. You know, like, <laughs> it's over. They're in Miami. You know, Kyrie's not going to play him in Brooklyn. I get that. But, dude, I'll see you tomorrow, my guy. I'll see you tomorrow. Why does it... It makes no sense that you have to do it right after the game. <laughs> in front of the cameras of, of us see, looking at you breaking COVID protocols. And listen, man. I didn't want to go here. <sighs> Rest in peace, Kobe, right? I sent this to you. Vanessa had clear instructions to the whole NBA. Do not honor Kobe this week. She asked that. Yep. The first thing Kyrie does is wear a Kobe jersey to the game. The only person in the league, by the way. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) how much more disrespectful can you be? I don't understand. LeBron wears the 24 thing on his finger, uh, finger sleeve every night. He's worn it every night for two years now, obviously. I mean... You wait until the day his wife says not to honor him to honor him? Come on, man. This is Dude, disgusting. how how can you be so out of touch with reality or common sense even? The whole league got the same memo, dude. The Lakers didn't even honor him. And you have to take it upon yourself, Kyrie? Come on, man. I don't <sighs> They look terrible, by the way, man. <laughs> They're scoring oh, machines. Oh, you're completely right. They're scoring machines. I said this. They're going to break records for teammates' points. They'll probably have, like, the most points averaged by three teammates ever. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if they scored 100 as a trio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if they break a scoring record as a team one night. You know, maybe they get 80 as a trio and Joe gets 20 and anyone else scores and I'm sure they break a record as like a starting five where no one else scores or something but the thing is nothing else looks good about them but scoring and to be honest their scoring doesn't look that great uh it just looks like you know elite regular season talent yeah yep that's really I, I just Again, it blows my mind. You didn't give away all of your depth with this trade. Right. Dude, it looks like you have five players on the roster now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe okay, five, you know, I like Bruce Brown. I still like Joe Harris. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan and Jeff Green are your, your big, big men? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. That's it? That's it. Yeah, good luck. Good luck having KD guarding Joel Embiid in the playoffs. Yep. Oh, now KD's in foul trouble. Oh, let's ask the two guys who've never been good in the playoffs to carry now. (laughs) Like, yo, they're begging 
to to screw KD over because he's expected to be like just great in everything. Yeah. Again, guy coming off an Achilles tear, all he want to do is get buckets. You making him play defense, block shots, create shots for Joe Harris, create shots for DeAndre Jordan, create space for James Harden to operate. Why? And this is one of those situations where, you know, and I I say it all the time, but this is where I think they do think he's capable of that. But he's not. That's just not it's just not who he is. It's not that he can't do it. This is not who he is. Yep. And that's fine. But you can't force it and and just neglect other guys who can consistently contribute. I mean, and Shamit has started for how long in the NBA now? About two, three years, I think. Two or three years straight. And he doesn't, and he like goes games without playing, just because you you know you got some other good guys. And I don't get it, and I don't like Shamit. But it's just, it's clear that they're they're missing something on the court, or just they just don't have it, man. Colin Sexton was just working them, and they let one person work them every night. Like dude, Bam Bam looked like he had no weakness in his offensive game. He did. Yeah. I mean, Trey worked them. DeAndre Hunter worked them. The same game, Cam Reddish looked like Durant on there <laughs> against them. Um, who was the? I saw another game they played. Oh yeah, it was the Heat. Yeah, both Heat. Trey Young, by the way, that was a really cool. Uh, how he hit the deep shot and gave Kobe a shout out. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. Yeah, I mean, Dragic's best game was against them to me. Yep. And uh, they're doing. You know, they're doing, and they have the luxury of playing like how the Wizards are trying to play. Which is, but you're not you're not going deep in the playoffs if you're letting guys eat. The Wizards look like they have more depth than the Nets. I mean, they do. They just don't know how to use it. <laughs> uh, but it, I just it blows my mind that you're putting faith in guys that two of them have only ever let down over the last four years. Yeah. I mean, since Kyrie hit that game seven shot in the finals. He's only ever disappointed. Yep. James Harden has only ever disappointed Houston. Yep. But they weren't good enough, of course. Can't forget that. (sighs) Yep. Yep. Uh, I will say this, too, real quick about Houston. I should have said this, but no one better to be, like, the result of some nonsense like uh of hate than John Wall by the way. I love it. I love how he's bouncing back against it. About uh, like yeah. against the uh you know the statement he had about them thinking he was done not believing in him. I love yep. it. I love it. I see it every night the fire, the anger. Exactly. Perfect. And he he has like a fire to be great but to impact the team. Yes. Russell Westbrook doesn't have that that second part. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you got any more NBA topics? Anything else uh, you've noticed? I've been a little... I got to see uh, Phoenix for the first time in a little while in that uh, overtime game against Denver. Yeah, good game. 
I think double overtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Very good game. I don't like CP and Devin Booker. Don't seem to have much chemistry. I agree. Uh, and I think that to me is something they should that needs to be addressed fast. I agree. Uh, because we saw with Houston, CP needs to have chemistry with the other star players. Yep. And obviously Aiton is easy because he's, you know, a limited big man right now. Yeah, and you can catch lobs. Right. And you're fine with CP there. And, and finish guy. And, like, finish just, you know, passes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he's getting better as a defender, which I really like. Mm-hmm. But this, like, this Booker kind of has to be individually great. I thought there would be less of that. I did, too. I thought CP getting there. I thought the you figuring out the depth with some of the, you know, the offseason acquisitions. I didn't think we'd have to rely on Devin Booker being spectacular. Mm-hmm. And to me, it looks like we they still are. I don't think that's a good, um, again, it's not a good play style for them to, like, fall in love with. I agree. It's a lot of my turn, your turn, when it should be a good offensive. I hate that with CP. Like, CP is, like, miles better than that. You know what I mean? He is. It's really frustrating. And I think some of that is CP. I think he's too quick to just be like, oh, I have a mismatch. I'm going to just iso mm-hmm. uh but i just i don't know man i i really didn't like it. i know it's a one game so you know it's not panic mode this is definitely uh, not how i want cp to go out i know that like yeah I don't man I, retire like this. yeah i just don't th- they're not maximizing either of those guys to be honest yeah definitely and, and i think their depth will cover them to you know win a certain amount of games but that's, you know, this team should be going into the playoffs and putting up a good fight. Right. And I just don't really see that against the top uh, West teams. I mean, they're not even a top eight team right now. Yeah, but a record, I, I want to give, like, the, the records another month so we could really see the standings, you know, settle in a little bit more. Yeah, but uh, I agree. But looking at it now, they're eight and eight. That's not bad. They're in ninth place. But you got Dallas is coming. Dallas is going to they're going to pass Phoenix if at the ninth spot. Houston looks like they're going to win some more games. They're a threat to pass Phoenix. So G- Golden State is starting to figure it out. Golden State 6 in the conference right now. 10 and 8. I mean, same losses, but I guess they just played more games. And they are starting to figure it out. Ubre's awake. <laughs> I feel like U- they were just waiting for Ubre to wake to awaken, and like that's it. Dude, they're finally, finally, like it's Steph Curry or bust. Yeah. I'm sick. Like, why was it fucking Kelly Ubre and Andrew Wiggins are bust? Right. Should be. It should be every night. Steph Curry show. Yep. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Phoenix can do at this point. When you say they need, they can address it. They should address it. What, what do you think they should do? Um, limit their time together on the court. No, I don't think that. That's not really like a. 
that's more of a band-aid than a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think they need to commit to one more than the other. Gotcha. Like it can't be fifty-fifty. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know. I'm not really sure. I guess Devin Booker is the smart choice for that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if he's quite ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Again, I I don't think it's panic mode. I don't think it's code red. Uh, but it's it's very concerning. I agree. I agree. What were you saying about the Lakers though earlier? Uh. Or you were about to say something about the Lakers. I was just gonna ask what you think about them so far. <laughs> you know how the Chiefs look like number one, and everybody else just looks way worse. Yeah. That's what the Lakers look like to me, and I know they lost last night. Mm-hmm. I don't care. They they look. They're the only team I've seen so far that could overcome their own weaknesses. Yeah. I don't see that. I don't see Philly fixing Ben Simmons's free throw shooting or just random complete lack of aggression. Yeah. Uh, I don't see, you know, Milwaukee with Greek freak stuff. Uh, I can go down the list. The Lakers have an adjustment for every issue they could run into. Yep. And that was, that's why I praised them all playoffs last year. Yeah. I mean, their, their additions look crazy. Yeah, they do. Schroeder looks like right at home. Everybody they've signed has fit seamlessly. Mm-hmm. You know, Wesley Matthews is you, You're still maxing him out I don't think he gives you much Yeah, But, but you're getting about What you could get from him Yeah, you're getting what you paid for Yeah, And, and they got now Now shooting is like a, a A strength for them Yeah You know, it didn't look like it yesterday to be fair Yeah uh, but, but like you got Caruso shooting good percentages I'm, I'm loving Kuzma More and more every game yeah, uh, Montrezl's getting comfortable. They look unstoppable to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I Obviously, I I don't got to talk about LeBron. Yeah, no, definitely. He's not. just in one of those zones. I, I it's kind of weird, and maybe this is just all LeBron teams for me, but mainly this Lakers team. I really don't like watching them though. Like I, I see. <laughs> Depends on depends on who they decide to be. Yeah, that, that's true. When they do, dude, I cannot stand when they're like, uh, when they're like, everybody's just gonna chill and AD's can just gonna dominate for like five minutes. Yeah, it it looks so slow and lazy. Yeah, and it like again, it works for them because they're so big, they're so physical, and guys' roles are so clear cut. Yeah. But I completely agree that it's just it's whack to watch. It is. And I, I'm not sure. I think the playoffs may be. I don't know if they coast in the playoffs early. I think they may need an adjustment period. I mean, when I say coast, I think they still win. But I don't think they're just blowing everybody out early in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, it depends who they play, right? But yeah. for some reason... I don't know, just something seems off. <laughs> Maybe it just looks too easy. Maybe that's it. But it, I don't know. Something about watching them play, I feel like something is wrong in how they play. And maybe it is just because it just is... That's what it looked like last year, too. Yeah, that's true. 
But last year we knew it was shooting. We we're not really sure what it is yet. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it's nothing. Like you said, maybe they just fix. They just make easy adjustments and it's over with. Dude, I just think their roles like they're they're just getting so much better with how they use the the not LeBron and AD. I agree. Yeah. I mean, dude, you watched yesterday. Kuzma looks. Kuzma's like the pinnacle of good basketball player as far as what I want out of a role player. Yeah, he is. Hustles like crazy, you know, tries to defend his ass off. You know, he doesn't have high defensive IQ, but again, he's trying. Mm-hmm. He's a tough shot maker. He, everything he takes with hella confidence. Yep. He's looking for LeBron and, you know, whoever he's out there with. I, I love everything about how he's playing. Yeah, I do too. Yep. Uh, my friend who's a big Hawks fan said that he read that there is a rumored trade uh, for John Collins to acquire I mean the Lakers to acquire John Collins for that would be crazy I, I don't think that's very necessary but but I mean it's for, it's for Kuzma and Montrezl which is I thought was bizarre I think Mont- that could be an upgrade to, to get rid of Montrezl, but I'm not getting rid of Kuzma unless it's for something, like, super impactful. Yeah, that's fair. And to uh, me, I, I don't think... I don't... I think John Collins' ceiling is higher than Mon- you know, Montrezl's. Oh, yeah. And I don't think he reaches it on the Lakers. I think No, definitely not, no. Yeah, I think being on Atlanta is the best place for his ceiling. But, you know, Atlanta gets gets depth. It's a good way to put it. And I, I do think it could work for both teams. But it's just like a, it's a, it's an unnecessary risk. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. It is. Because like you said, John Collins, I, I don't think, I don't know though. Maybe Atlanta could get better off of that. Uh, th- because Capella's been just spectacular for them. He has. This these last few weeks, it really throws me off because I forgot he was even good. Yeah, uh, uh, Collins has been spectacular for him too, though. But that's like I've I've gotten used to that. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, and, and to me, I it's just weird if Montrezl kind of fits in that. Right. Because that's the only Lakers flaw I see is him playing defense. Well, I, I think what they would do in that case would be uh, uh, move Hunter to the four. And, you know, Montrezl still comes off the bench. Yeah, I mean, that could work. But again, like you said, Collins, one thing you can't account for is Collins' chemistry with Trey Young. Yeah. And Collins... You have to restart that with new guys. And Collins almost, almost gives you the mix of of Kuzma and Montrezl, which is kind of crazy. Like, he hits he hits threes, and he catches all the lobs Montrezl would catch. So it's like... Uh, to me, all you do is change the depth. You just add two guys. You get rid of one yeah. guy who does both things, but you get two guys. You just break them up into two people. Uh, yeah, I just don't think it's necessary for either team, really. Yeah, it's not. All right. Anything else? Uh, as far as the NBA, nothing really I've seen that stands out. I mean, we've talked about Philly. They look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll 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 probably deep dive them again at some point during the season. I'm hearing a lot of uh, hearing a lot of Drummond buyout talks. Right, and then he's going to Brooklyn, right? Supposedly. I'm asleep on that. I, I will say Boston is concerning me a little bit. 
because Brown has to drop 50 every night. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I, I, again, I hyped up the duo and it's kind of lived up. It's been put on pause with, with Tatum being out for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but they were living up to the hype to me. Yeah. They were. Where it was just like a two man show, just literally carrying you to victory. Mm hmm. Um, but it's not, it's, they're not coming out the East doing that. Right. I thought they could because, because I've seen them work around that well. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they look, they look predictable and, and just like simple to me. Yeah. Their depth is still bad. Kimba is like, just not back at all. He looks so weak still. Um, I know it's early in his return, but he looks weak. Every time he's out there, the defense that I like from them, I don't see it. Right. And it seems like it's almost like not just from Kemba. I don't see it from the other guys, too. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. And then and then it's like I don't like how they don't directly correlate him and Teague's minutes. It's like they'll yeah. go for uh, a Kimba less like full quarter and Teague only plays like four minutes out of that quarter. Yeah. And I, I would rather them like just interchange them. One of them on the court, at least 80% of the time, like smart could be point guard for a little while, but I don't want him running point for a full 10 minutes. Like that, that's one run. thing I think that they, and I, you know, watching them for the last four or five years, I could see why they're doing it. But they're too comfortable with smart being able to do everything. Yeah, they are. Like, they, they just, every weakness they have on any given night, it's smart's responsibility to, you know, make it up. Yeah. Uh, if they need shots, he's got to hit five threes. If they need defense, he's got to strap a guy twice his size. <laughs> you know, Which he does it, sometimes, it, but yeah. Yeah, they need a point guard, he's got to get, you know, ten assists and five turnovers. Right. Uh, it just... Every time they've gotten to the playoffs, a team that doesn't look as good has figured them out fast. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, again, they're only getting more simple. They, Tice and Thompson are just, they're not it together. Give it a rest. <laughs> I, mean, I hate them together. <laughs> why do I have to, like, this is the third obvious thing I'm calling out to a coach that, again, I shouldn't have to call out. I'd rather them start Taco for six minutes and take him out for the rest of the game, like uh, Miami used to do for Joel yeah. Anthony. <laughs> I'd rather them do that than start Tice and Thompson. It's crazy. Dude, they they have no clue what to do with Thompson on offense. And it's so simple. Just throw him alley-oops. That's it. Yeah. And when Can't he has get a lobs. Let him just do that turnaround left, that left hook. It's just like why? Why is he? Why is he being allowed to dribble unless it's for a handoff? Right. And it, sometimes they just—I can see like they're preparing to do a handoff, and Thompson will just say, "I'll just go to work." <laughs> he does like, that yo. weird inside out. Thompson looks like a big bear on the court sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he looks bear. like he looks bigger than he actually is, but not in a good way. <laughs> Yeah, and i I've never I've never thought like about him like that in Cleveland. It's only seeing him in Boston, right? And granted, I hadn't seen him in Cleveland for a while, but mm -hmm. uh, I I really don't like what they're doing with Thompson on offense. Yeah, I'm with you. 
And again, they're they're such a a lot of these good teams, they've been good, so they know how to win games. Yeah. Like yo, J- Jalen Brown is gonna get you to forty wins. Yeah. You know he'll get you playoff number of wins, but you walk into the playoffs and I shut down Jalen Brown and what's what's the alternative? Jeff T got to turn up. Kemba got to get back to his glory days. I repeat, they need a new coach next season. That's it. And they need a full season. Like, I want, they won't keep this roster, I don't think, but I want them to keep this roster for a full season with a new coach. I just want to see it. I want to see what another coach can do with this. And if it's trash, then, you know, we make a roster change. Because, like, a lot of... It's like you said, man. It's so many things off. It's not just like... It's not one fix for them. It's a lot of things that are wrong. Yeah, man. Because they they desperately need a roster change. Like, Grant Williams is not it. He's not, I don't even want him playing. Forget, forget being, you know, 7th, 8th, ninth guy. He should be playing. And the crazy thing is... Tice is... Tice will play good one night and hot garbage the next night. Yeah. And they just gave up on, uh, what's his name? The, uh, Williams. Is it Williams? The shop. Robert Williams. Yeah. yeah. Robert Williams. They just gave up on his development. Yeah. He's just, that's who he is. He's DeAndre Jordan now. But doesn't play. Right. <laughs> I mean, he plays a little bit, but I thought he was going to be a great, uh, like quick backup center for them, but then they will go small and have Grant Williams playing center for the second half. You know what? What really irritates me is, and maybe this is just because he's playing well in his new situation. They look like they're missing Gordon Hayward. <laughs> I think it is just because he's playing well in his situation. But but he's he's even when he's not playing well, I know when I put him out there, I'm getting basketball IQ. I agree. Yeah. I don't get that from Ojale. I don't get that from uh, Grant Williams or Robert Williams. I don't get that from Tristan Thompson or even Tice a lot of the time. Right. It, Yo, like, me, my star players can't be the only ones with IQ. I think Teague has the best IQ on the team. And, they, you know. and, and dude, I've hated Teague, and I agree with you. And the, the other thing is, you know where their, their biggest mistake was? Not getting anything for Hayward. Yeah. Like they lost Hayward and dropped Batum and have nothing. So like they I I I do think that they do look like they're missing Hayward, but in a bigger picture, in the bigger picture, they're just missing whatever they would have gotten for Hayward. Right. They could have traded Hayward and got Jay Crowder and it would have you would have at least noticed it, noticed that they yep. had a replacement. So it is a gaping hole. They are missing Hayward, but they're just missing a whole player. You you lose a starter and you pick up two bench guys. What sense does that make? Yeah. Again, I don't know what any of the role players are out there for. Like, dude, is Ojale a corner specialist or is he a slasher? Or is he a defender? Like, I'm not sure. He doesn't do any of them well. I know I know you're trying to make Grant Williams look like a defender. Dude, KD will put 55 easy on him. <laughs> yeah. 
James Harden would like put 40 on him shooting the ball well in the playoffs. Grant Williams is just a 40-year-old David West <laughs> in a 26-year-old body. <laughs> yeah. That's all he is. He's David West. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, Peyton Pritchard, he's looked good at times, but it's the same problem. I don't know what you're putting him out there for. He plays so many minutes. Why? Yeah, dude, he can't be your, like, he's your key bench guy. You don't know what he's out there for, but, like, he has to play well for you to be good. Him him getting off the bench before Teague is criminal, in my opinion. And I know dude, he's, him being the... Pr- he's done some good things, but... Teague is a, Teague is a you know, a low end starting point guard, but he's an elite backup point guard. And the thing is, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know why they have him at this point. Dude, I've seen him. I've seen him. They throw sometimes throw him out there with like the second unit in quotes. Yeah. Again, I I can't I can't think of a shittier second unit in Boston. By the way, especially on a playoff team. Uh, right, and. and like, again, sometimes he doesn't touch the ball, and other times he's like the Lou Williams, where all the shots are going to the rookie. Yeah. Like, what the hell? What is that? Wait, you're talking about Pritchard? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, dude, it's bizarre. Yeah, they act like it he's is utterly Jason bizarre. Yeah, it's bad, man. And again, I, uh, he's played well, man. He's, yeah. he's, you know, he's doing his best to try to make it work. Yeah. And I, I think so far I've looked pretty right on the fact that he could help them a lot. Yeah. And he, it all, it's all because he's an IQ guy. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if they could just use one more guy like that, they, they're, even their bad depth wouldn't look as bad. A lot of teams have bad depth, but in Boston, it looks bad constantly. Why won't they sign anybody? So many people on the couch. There's so many. Just ready to go. Yes. Ready to go. JR, ready to go. Gerald Green, ready to go. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go too far. Kenneth Farid, I'm sure, is still in shape. Absolutely. I mean... Yeah, he's he looks like a guy. Anytime he steps on the gym, he's in shape. Dude, <laughs> CJ Miles might help him. <laughs> I think he's only thirty-four. Like, <laughs> there's a bunch of guys. We could go down a list of <laughs> a bunch of guys that really shouldn't play for any team that could help Boston. That's the worst part about it. They really shouldn't even be in the league. I mean, they act like they're scared of like a controversial guy. They do act like that. I mean, Joachim gave the Clippers good minutes when he played. And he'd do more than what Grant Williams does. Talk about a defender. At least Joachim would go out there and hack somebody a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> I would have been fine with him picking up Alex Lynn. Just anything. Any vet. Everyone on the team looks like they've only been in the league for three years. You getting you getting too desperate with like CJ Miles and Alex Lamb, but joking. but I, I I'm completely with Miles. you on the point. But I I wouldn't have hated them having Lynn. But I I'm joking about CJ Miles. That's OD. But Lin, I, I'm just saying Lynn gives them something that anything that can get Grant Williams off the court for me, honestly. And I like Grant <laughs> yeah, Williams. Dude. He's my uh you know 
fellow Tennessee volunteer. So I mean, I met him a couple of times. So shout out to Grant. Like he's he's trash, bro. Like no disrespect, you know. I'm yeah. sure he was a good college player. Like he can play basketball. He can. But you're not, dude. You can't put him out there to guard NBA All Stars. Please, Brad Stevens. I know it's tough. Like, I know you want to put Marcus Smart on everybody at once. <laughs> yeah, he does. Or like, uh, and, he wants and to box in one with Smart being the one, <laughs> yeah. just chasing the ball. Yeah, like you know, Brown, Jalen Brown's a great defender, but he can't do it all game because he's got to carry the offense. Yeah. But like, you either gotta help him not have to carry the offense. Or just, you know, provide some relief defensively for him. And Grant Williams is not it. Yeah. My God. it's it, Every time, like, every time he has a good defensive possession, it makes me cringe. Yep. Because I know Brad Stevens and that coaching staff is sitting there like, like he's finally getting it. Yeah. He's not. Every, dude, every all-star in the east that i could think of would light his ass up yep kyle lowry would give him a couple buckets oh yeah more than a couple <laughs> what you mean you never know with lowry because his shot selection is so awful <laughs> yeah who what are some of the free agent signings from this year i think was curry a, a signing or a trade a uh, trade yeah for josh richardson yeah 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 um, I mean, Crowder was a signing for Phoenix, right? Yeah, but, you know, maybe um, Ainge burned that bridge. So I would, right. I would understand that. that makes that. sense. Uh, well, it's weird because Bertans got paid so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, like, kind of guys. if he was available, I mean, I, I would have not, not quite what DC did, but I would have hurt the bank for him. I would have liked them to go with more length. I think I said this last year, just some more length at the guard. Langston Galloway was available, I think. I mean, something like that would have helped them a little bit where they're not so... Where, like you said, Smart doesn't have to guard every guard over 6'3". You know? Yeah. Not. I mean, and Langston, if you leave him open, <laughs> he'll give you buckets. But I'm trying to think who else is out there. Dario Sarge uh, got picked back up. He would have been fire. Anybody with IQ would have been fine. Yeah. Some European guys, I'm sure, out yep. there. Talk about IQ. Dude, Marcus Gasol was available. But you know, it well, nah, I don't know. With, Maybe not. With guys like him, it shows you that no one believes in Boston. Because if he believed in Boston, he would go to them if he believed that he would, you know, that they would have a chance to win. And I'm sure they would have gave him more money than, than the Lakers did. I don't know. Because I would think that, but they won't sign anybody. They won't yeah, give they anybody money. they do look kind money. of cheap with all these just sitting there. Huh? They do look cheap just sitting there, like, not making roster adjustments, despite the fact that it's clearly what they've needed. Yeah. I don't know why. Ainge's that's, like, been his trademark attribute as a fucking gm yeah i guess it is dude how many i remember in the in the like lebron miami days 
when the Isaiah Thomas thing was playing out. Yeah. Maybe early Cleveland LeBron days. Yeah. When Isaiah was having his peak year and they had all these like potential trades that could have made them just incredible. Yeah. Like they had this like Paul I remember the Paul George rumor that they had an opportunity uh and there was just a bunch of other stuff and they didn't even look like they tried. Yeah. Obviously Anthony Davis was was kind of favored to to go there just cuz of the situation. Yeah. Uh but it's just they did, they never seemed to try. Yeah. I, I remember I think Blake Griffin was an option somehow. They were going for it's power like, forwards big time. Love was an option at one point. But this is what's crazy is you you don't go for these like proven guys, but you you Gordon Hayward was the one. They just Stevens did that though. I guess his man. Then mm, okay. blew it in their face. Yeah, the thing is, they're, I mean, they're top five drafting teams at this point. I agree. But that's it. I well, I take that back honestly, because really they've only drafted. I don't know if they're top five. Maybe top ten. Yeah, they're top ten. Oh, well, they may be top five. Because their three best players are their draftees. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Not a lot of other teams can say that. Uh, anyway, man. I'm off them. Because they do frustrate me. They frustrate me more than any other team in the league. By a long shot. Uh... Oh, I'm glad Levert is okay. Oh, yeah. Great news. Yeah. Cancer removed. Full recovery he should make. He'll be back on the court soon. Uh, oh, let me... I can't wait to see him in Indy, man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for that. McDermott, he could be, like, the exactly what they're missing. McDermott had 28. Uh, Lamb is like a sleeper to come back for a team, by the way. Like, he came back under the radar. No one said anything. Just all of a sudden, you look at the bottom line, and he had 22. Like Jeremy? Yeah. That's, uh, hey man, I forgot he knew how to play basketball. He's getting more shots now. I like it. He's He was a length, he could have been that length guy that you were talking about for Boston. Yeah, he could have, yeah. Yeah, their, their backcourt has no length. And Smart is just such a beast. That's it, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, he has to be a superhero for them. Yeah. I mean... Well, no, I take that back. I was going to say something really reckless. Uh, I was going to ask you... Oh, all-star voting. Any first-time all-stars you see this year? Hmm, first-time all-stars. I'll say some of the names I've heard. Levine, Randall, uh... Close that I hear. I heard. I heard. Uh, oh, Brown, obviously. He's pretty much a lock, I would say. Brown, yeah. Brown hasn't been an All Star yet. No. Oh, he's definitely yeah. Brock, if he's not an All Star, it's, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's an absolute joke. Like, I, you know, whoever, who's been a better wing in the league than Jalen Brown, at least in the Eastern Conference. Right. Right. Um. Trey was an all-star last year, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, Brogdon, obviously. He's easy. I don't know if he's an all-star. Okay. 
Because because Sabonis is still kind of the the go to guy. Yeah. And he'll he'll probably be an all star again. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Murray I can't hasn't really think of anybody yet. new. Murray hasn't been an all star yet. Uh, Jamal. Yeah. He's not gonna be an all star. Um, Morant hasn't played enough games. I think that's it for the. First timers, a Booker. Yeah, it if, be if Sacramento, first if Sacramento wasn't so trash, I would say Darren Fox. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. This would be Booker's first time. If he was to mm. make it. Uh, if their if their record is is better, like if they're a playoff record come All Star break, I think he should be an All Star. Mm-hmm. You think Jeremy Grant should be All Star? I mean, do I think he should? Yeah, but, you know, he can't be. He's actually a guy who might be a better wing than Jalen Brown. <laughs> just the, right just over these last couple weeks. Oh, talking about free agent signings. He might oh, be. Grant. Dude, Grant would have. <laughs> they would Dude, be. Boston would have been insane. I agree. Just like four wings with smart. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Turn me up. Then then you might even be able to sneak Grant Williams and I won't get so mad. Yeah. Because Grant is the guy who can guard those Jeremy Grant is the guy who can guard those elite wings. Exactly. Yeah. That I can't Dude, believe I, so many teams let him slip away in the Detroit yeah. just, I, there's no way Detroit gave him the most money. It's just so disrespectful because I was cheering him on all last season. And I don't. I know I'm not the only one who saw he was fire last season. Man, it, it's crazy. I remember when he was emerging in OKC, like slowly. Yeah. And I remember looking at him like, "Yo, if this guy starts hitting shots like consistently, he doesn't even have to really like be a mid range guy. He's just gonna he's gonna go off." Yeah, and he's such a mismatch. And he, dude, he is such a freak athlete. He is. Yep. I don't think there's 10 athletes in the league better than him. I agree. I agree. With his agility at that length, you know, and the bounce, yeah, obviously. Block shots like that. I mean, he, he can do it he can do it all. He can do everything on the on the um on the court you really need him to. But he's another one a lot of teams really blew it on. Montrezl was a guy who could have helped Boston a lot. Yeah, he could have. I more than Tristan Thompson's helping him. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, who do you see being the All Star? You you said Brown. Nobody, obviously. nobody knew Jalen Brown. Yeah, but that's it. You don't think Levine's gonna make it? No. No, me either. I think Grant might make it. Honestly, just Grant is playing so exceptional. <laughs> Even though the team yeah. is trash, he's. I mean, he's killing it. Because Beal has to make it. Yeah, I think Beal's going to sneak in there. I mean, but obviously Beal's leading the league in scoring. So, it's a little bit different than Grant, but I don't know. It's not much different, dude. Grant is dominating over there. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he's not like he's not getting like this crazy stat games. Yeah. But when a guy who's been a role player goes to just getting 25 every night. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and it's really it also isn't fair because like if he was on another team, he would have doing exactly what he's doing. Any other team probably, he would have a winning record. 
Yeah, and, and you know, he, we wouldn't see the 20-point games as often, but, like, I, I saw it with Denver last year how elite he is. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it all the time, how important he was for their run. Yeah. Especially in their Clipper comeback. I mean, I he's... We didn't even talk about all the free agents that, uh, you know, Augustine, uh, Forbes, and Craig, and Portis that the Bucks got that all might have helped Boston. Maybe not Augustine, but the other three would have helped Boston somewhat. But anyway. That could be like a weekly segment. <laughs> it really could. It could. <laughs> that guy, every offseason we could have like a – which which guy can help Boston the most? <laughs> Baysmore would help them, by the way. We literally like there's it's like ninety five percent of the free agents could have helped them. Yeah, if you can make a team and you were a free agent, you probably could have helped Boston. That's really in it. hindsight, it pisses it pisses me off that I was excited for them to get Tristan Thompson. Me too. I really thought Teague and Thompson were the key. I sound like an idiot saying Teague, that. Teague has Teague has lived up to my expectations, mm-hmm. like in the good way. Yeah. Uh, but Thompson, not at all. Teague's lived up to my expectations, but I thought I Boston has let me down in how they use him. You're right. That's fair. But the way when he when they do use him, he's doing what I thought he would do. They're, they're kind of disrespecting him, like I was for a number of years, where it's like they're not giving him consistent clock. Those first couple of games before Kimba got back, he looks great. Yeah, I was man. like, man, they may not even need Kimba to come back the way they're playing. I like, dude. I liked how he was playing even when he wasn't scoring at all. Yeah, he just he changes the pace. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I think we're good on sports. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back, talk a little bit of music just for a little while. Um, I got a gym. This is uh, Tosh Hills, or Tash Hills, I assume it's Tosh, uh, First Breath.
first breath by Tash Hills. All right. What'd you hear? <clears throat> uh, little skies drop. That was the only one that caught my attention. Uh-huh. And? You know, I haven't been hitting music too heavy, as, uh, as you could tell from the last four or five episodes, but it was kind of disappointing, man. Uh, he was a guy I was excited about coming out of the last album, Shelby. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of was excited for kind of where his sound would go, where his music would go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and unfortunately, with this album, didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> Explain. Does it sound the same or what? Yeah, okay. it sounded like it was Shelby Part Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I listened to, I have like maybe five or six tracks from him that are on replay. Yeah. It, and it just was exactly what I get from those five tracks. Yeah. Which which doesn't sound like bad, but again, I just expected growth. Mm, right. And it's literally exactly the same. I. I don't know, man. Uh, this album starts strong. I think, you know, the strong start can kind of push you through it. Mm-hmm. But the second half of it, it, on every replay that I, I, I... And I went through it maybe four times fully and a couple other times just in, like, stretches. Yeah. And the second half of this really drags. Mm. Uh, really drags, and it makes... You know, 14 tracks with a lot of short tracks feel long. Mm-hmm. And again, I wouldn't recommend this whole album, but I do think just like every other project, there's gems throughout. Mm, okay. Uh, and it's, you know, if anything, you could listen to it to figure out what the gems would be if you're into music that hard. Yeah. But I'm right now, it's just tough for me. I don't have a lot of free time. So I'm very, I'm gonna be very particular about like what I listen to and and how much I listen to it. Yeah. Mm. I got gotcha. you. Opening track of this was really good though. Okay. All right. Shout out to Little Skies. I like the last album too. I'll check it out. It's a lateral step. It's not a backward step. Mm, okay. Okay. That's fair. That's good, but not great. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, I heard a album by a guy I've listened to a few times named Mar Gray. Um, I guess it's really hard for me to talk about it because like I don't have anything to reference it to from like uh, that I've talked about on here. But it's cool. He kind of has like a whispery R&B, uh, but he's like one of those trap R&B guys. That uh, hmm. can't really compare him to anybody. But is that not Bryson? It's it's not really Bryson, but because it's like not that kind of it's not really singing, not as good of singing. Okay. It's more. I would probably say more like Trippy Red without the energy, with like the energy of Six Lack, because it has like the tone of like Trippy, but with you know the kind of mellow like six light right right um but it's it's pretty cool it's good to listen to like if you're not doing anything and or if you're doing something and it's like background noise it was one of those nothing like really popped out to me that i wanted to replay a lot but um and i've listened to him a few times 
and uh I enjoy his music but it's nothing like I don't see any like uh radio play in his future or anything like that you know okay still kind of young career so uh as far as movies and TV shows have you I'm excited for this Denzel movie oh yeah I'm right at it this weekend for sure for sure that looks fire yeah, I heard good things. Also, another movie I'm I'm good chance I'll check out for the next episode is uh, that new Anthony Mackie Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to catch that. Me too. Yeah, looks good. I uh, I've been watching Your Honor, like uh, you know it's been going on weekly, so I've been mm-hmm. I've been staying with that. Haven't had a weekly show in a while. That, uh, you know, on like real time that I haven't mm-hmm. binged. Um, but man, Brian Cranston, I think he's the same person in every role I've ever seen him in, but he kills it. He's so good at like being a real person. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. That's one thing he, ne- you never think like, you know, with the mediocre actors, you're like, all right, he's that guy just in this role. Mm hmm. Cranston always just locks into just like being a human being in his roles. Yep. Yep. He does a good job on this. And I would it seems like casting wise, they kinda are letting him really carry it. Not that it's a bad cast, but there's no like no one else really high dollar in the casting. So I could see that going in, they knew like Brian Cranston was really gonna have to go in on this, and it is mostly about him. It's it's a really good series. It's, um, I I can't really compare it to anything either, but it's it's solid. I like it a lot. I'm excited for the ending. It's eight yeah eight episodes. Dude, I've in. been I'm waiting for a Wanda Vision to end. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, but honestly, I I'm not excited for it. Me either. I the trailers aren't getting me yet. Yeah, the more I see about it, the like the the sitcom vibe that they're trying to set up, it just doesn't look like something I want to watch. Have you seen any reviews on it yet? No. Okay, me either. Me either. I was just checking. Yeah, I'm trying to hide that, that stuff. Usually spoils shit for me. <laughs> Did you see the Loki trailer yet? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? It looks cool. I like Hillston a lot. Uh, yeah, it's mostly because of him. Yeah, that's the thing. Cause it, he's he's very you know the Marvel casting dude. It's crazy. It's per- so perfect. <laughs> it is perfect. I haven't seen um, Owen Wilson in a minute, man. <laughs> yeah, I just saw Luke Wilson for the first time in a minute in the uh, the Star Star Girl yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, they're um. <laughs> Getting into Back the in the childhood days, the comedy goats. Yeah, yep. Um, hmm. that's all I got, man. Oh, Ashanti. Uh, well, a little bit past music, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The verses. Yeah, yep. How, how did that go? Uh, <laughs> did you did you catch the recap? No. Um, I would say it was probably one of the more competitive ones that I've seen. Uh, I think I've seen all of them. And this is probably, in my opinion, the most 
competitive one as far as like the scoring. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of those that really came down to personal choice because like a lot of the songs aren't necessarily clearly better than the other. But it's like, do you like Ashanti or do you like Keisha? Like it came down to that. <clears throat> yeah, I liked. I saw the. I think the the picks they both had. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not as familiar with Keisha Cole's music, so uh-huh. I can't really speak too much on that. But, but the Ashanti picks look good, man. They were good. Yeah. It made it made it look like like I I never really thought she had a good catalog, but seeing her 20 picks, I was like, she had a good top 20. Yeah. She if did. that's you know if it's her top 20. Yeah. I, I think she pretty much went all her top twenty. I think so. It, it was it was solid. They they both picked really well. Um, I've heard it. I've heard eleven nine twelve eight. So that's a good you know real close. Could have went either way in certain people's lists. Um, but you know I think it does come down to preference. And my my preference is Keisha. So I had Keisha winning eleven nine, but. I easily could see someone having a Shanti eleven nine too, so or twelve eight, whatever. Yeah, have they confirmed uh, the next verses yet? No, they haven't. No. Okay. Uh, not that I've seen, at least. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to sucker all the big names, and they're not having it. Trey's not having it. Chris isn't having it. So fake. Yeah, Usher. You know, I've seen Usher. Um. Justin Timberlake said Drake wanted him and Usher to go, uh, like Justin Timberlake and Usher to go at it. I thought that sounded fire, but I'm sick of this guy is over here telling us what the verses should be, but doesn't want to be in it. <laughs> no one's gonna be Drake though. <laughs> no, you're right, hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, I mean, he's probably protecting everyone else. Say so, nah, I'll just sit out because, you know, I don't know. Can't, yeah, Drake would have to go up against like uh like somebody super who's been around like a Jay Z or or like Eminem or something. Yeah, and it's, it's still still wouldn't be close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like he'd have to maybe Rihanna. That would be Yeah, I think him and Rihanna could have a little battle. That'd be pretty good. Or Beyonce maybe. It probably would have to go there with it. Like he'd have to go against someone who is uh borderline pop because there's no way he could just go against a rapper yeah because he has so many songs that you know what's a rapper gonna put on to find your love and (laughs) you know stuff like that yeah so i do hope that uh i heard i hope the travis and future one happens but i've heard that both of them are you know reluctant so probably not gonna happen but the rumors are cool. So, yeah, man. That's all. That's all I got for that. All right, let's get out of here. We'll be back. We will be back. We will be back. And uh, no throwback today, but we're going to go with uh, Kid Cudi and Trippy Red. And we'll be back. Talk Super Bowl. And uh, what is it? The Little Things? That's the name of the movie? Right, Denzel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Into talk comes out like what is it tomorrow or the day after tomorrow? tomorrow I think yeah, Friday. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And hopefully some music comes out, man. Oh wait, wait, wait! Did you see the weekend's greatest hits that he released? No. 
you know what, man? This is one thing that kind of irks me about artists. You, when they tell you what their greatest hits are, you see who they make music for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the weekend went with. This is the full track list, eighteen songs. Save your tears, blinding lights in your eyes. Can't feel my face. I feel it coming. Sar boy, pray for me. Heartless, often the hills call out my name. Die for you. Earned it. Love me harder. Acquainted, wicked games. The morning, after hours. In my I I didn't hear a flaw. No, there's no flaw. Okay. It's a great assist album. Okay. But is it? It's good pick. Good picks. It's good picks, but it's like the. I mean. The hits, like the ones that were hits. It's like the uh, the most popular hits. Right. But it's not really the great. Like, like would you put only Drake's like number ones on his greatest hits? No. Yeah, and I don't think the week. I think the weekend has more than that. He only has one, uh, trilogy song on here. Yeah, that's kind of a sell. Yeah, that's that's all. Not not having the 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 one with Kendrick on Starboy uh, Sidewalks. Yeah. To me, I'd I'd have to sneak that in there for sure. I mean, he I mean he got some. There's a couple on Beauty Behind the Madness he could sneak in there that were like. You know, he has maybe their cult classics. Well, he lists uh, from the list. He sounds like he had most of them. Yeah, I mean, what am I missing? Uh, acquainted, you said, right? He has. Hold up. He has acquainted. He has earned it. He has the hills. And I can't feel my face. Oh, he doesn't have. Uh, what was that? In your eyes, or what's that one called? Um. Off Beauty Behind the Madness? Yeah, yeah. Something with eyes, I think. I can't remember the name. Hold up. Let me look it up. It's killing me, man. <laughs> he just has a lot of hits, man. I don't think 18 is enough. That's the problem. Yeah, that that's that's a better way night. to put it, I think. In the Night. Yes. In the Night is not on here. And that's criminal. Criminal. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's some... Can't Feel My Face could go for In the Night. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not, but now nah, I can't. There, there's, but there's some stuff that could go for in the night because that was yeah. A, die, I'd I'd take out die for you, no cap for in the night. Oh yeah, yeah. I would. I would too. Yeah, eighteen isn't enough, but I think he did this for people to like remember the songs that he might play for the Super Bowl. I I think that was the purpose of it. Yeah, I mean, if if he's picking from these eighteen, I like it. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I always like when they play that one that like is. I always like when they play that one cult classic though. All the Super Bowl people do it. Like um, yeah, I hope he does it too. Justin went back to the uh, until the end of time. Like that, that wasn't like I don't think that would be on everyone's Justin greatest hits. That's mm-hmm. one that people you know you got to hear that. That's like the yeah. middle school dance cut for us. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we're out of here. Um again, Kid Cuddy, Trippy Red, 
Uh, this is Rockstar Nights. I'm in telling these niggas. Yeah. She, she, she. Rockstar life, dim the lights, baby. I don't wanna do this. I'm on for the song. Sit on my mouth, can't have that fake shit around my area None of that, someone get these niggas till I'm sober I told ya, I just bust a viral and don't see you can that phobia See, I don't really care, backward in the air Catch me baby, take the color hair How you do that there? All these lames like to stop and stare It's easy, man, I swear This is my life, so I gotta think ahead Rockstar life, thinking back I could be dead Even in the night, baby, I'll be in your head You'll be thinking about me while you're laying in your bed Oh, oh, oh. 